Welcome back. You're listening to Pilot Boys. Smooth listening from coast to coast. This is Mrs. Robinson by Simon and Garfunkel. We hope you enjoy this program. This program is brought to you by... C. Cole. C. Cole? That's what the... From Edmund. Ah, uh, Lucky Strikes. It's toasted. What's up, you fucking nerds? Welcome back to another episode of Pilot Boys. Hello. I'm Caesar. And I'm Karen. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a couple weeks. You missed us? Yeah, did you miss us? We missed you. Is this like Gossip Girl? Isn't that the Gossip Girl thing? Did you miss us? <laughs> um, today we're well, doing a roundup. How dare you? A new, oh, we never did that episode. Of Gossip Girl? Yeah. Yeah. Because you didn't want to. The Lost Pilot Boys Files. Yeah. We should have uh, Garino on for that. The Lost episode. Which we should do. A As lost a retro? Episode. Oh. Yeah. A lot. Like Lost. Like, a, like Lost. Like Lost. TV show. Yeah. Like a Lost. Yeah. The Lost. So today we're doing a couple shows. We're doing the super popular Squid Game. Squid Game. Squid Game. Squid Game? Singular? Squid game. Yeah. It's one game? It's just one game. It's not multiple? I mean, you want to tell the audience what you said to me? It was a tweet. Oh, okay. Do you want to say correcting people? Oh yeah, it is. It's Squid it is game. singular. Yeah. Why is it? Is it because like everything else is named like Hunger Games? <laughs> you know. I think it's because it's in reference to <coughs> ah. the the little four square thing they play. Yeah, play? it's right. one Squid Game. Mm. Dude, we gotta play that song. We gotta play a little bit of that song. That well, shit is little, it's like it's, it's such a fucking earworm. And it, it invites immediate dread. Yeah. Yeah. This shit's a fucking banger though. Honestly? Honestly? This is how you start a show, though. Yeah. As soon as this shit comes on, bro, you're like, okay, we're about to see some shit. We're about to see some crazy shit. <laughs> Legit crazy shit. But on top of that, for the rest of the show, for the rest of the show, we have uh, Nine Perfect Strangers. Uh, Hulu. Nine, Hulu's Nine Perfect Strangers. Uh, Hulu? What's the other one? The Chair, the Sandro show on Netflix. We also have... Uh, Scenes from a marriage. Scenes from a marriage. The Oscar Isaac, Jessica Chastain, Marriage Story, the TV show. Um, And then we have Murders in the Building. Oh, yes. Those five. Today on Pilot Boys. But I realized that I was playing the music the entire time. Was it making you anxious? No, it wasn't. (laughs) It It was was making making me feel really good. I was like, oh, my God. We're on a, time, a tight timeline. We're not on any timeline whatsoever. Oh we're, my God. we're four minutes in. We're chill. You want to start out with Squid Games? Or, yeah. Uh, or singular Squid s- Squids Games? Squids. Squids. Or do you want to do games. something else? Um. Yeah, we can start off. I mean, it's like so popular that like it feels like we're really late because it's yeah. Everybody, everybody I know has already like, like seen it. Yeah, like shit. just binged it immediately. It is. I do think it's interesting. It's an interesting time right now to be watching like Korean media. Mm-hmm. You know, like what do you think of that image that's been floating around 
about Homeboy who created the show. He shopped it around and it took 10 years for it to actually get made. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that first? That's my first question. And then my second question is this post parasite. Like, is it because of parasite that this, that this is that so we're popular? getting more of this? Yeah. Or like that we're getting Korean uh, media that's hitting with American audiences this I, way. Yes. I think, I mean, I don't think that this show and like the particular subject matter is because of Parasite. But I think that it is so popular because of Parasite. Mm. You know what I mean? Because like, like I, these stuff are, like this is existed. These are nowhere linked. These are nowhere like each other. You know, like these two are nowhere near each other. Like they're way different shows. But I think that, you know, like for some people it's just starting to awaken kind of like the interest in like Korean stuff, like or mm-hmm. Korean cinema, Korean TV shows, whatever. Like I, I feel like it kind of did like culturally, at least Parasite was doing a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. But I also, think because like, of Parasite, though. But the implication of Parasite being the one that causes means that. We're going to see some dope shit because, like, Parasite is better than most movies. Like, Parasite is better mm-hmm. than most American movies, Yeah, I would say. Yes. So, the reason why I wanted to bring it up and the reason why I wanted to start the podcast this way is because I think that I can't separate it from Parasite. I asked you if you think that this could exist without Parasite. And sure, like, thematically this feels very Korean and something that we've seen before, you know? But I feel like it took Parasite's success to kind of get to this point where, like, I don't know, I feel like Korean media has, like, it's it's both, like, a hot commodity, but it's also kind of prestige in some way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, with it, with its, like, popularity comes this prestige yeah because of parasite mm-hmm. well i mean i feel like that's the point that i was making earlier and now but I, I i think that if parasite hadn't been so successful i think there would have been less chances for this to exist like homeboy ha- wrote this 10 years ago right as the image suggests but i want to say that like the market wasn't there like there wasn't a Korean media market in the U.S. until Parasite, which won the Best Picture Award. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's weird to say because, like, obviously we're big fans of, like, Korean movies and stuff like that. But, you know, I think that there is, like, the same way that Crazy Rich Asians is thought about and, like, in, like as a financial success, I think that Parasite possibly affected this movie or this show even being made yeah i mean i think so. i mean like like it walked so this could run yeah us, right so many people are interested in it because of parasite because yeah. like it grew so many pe- yeah like well also so many people were like oh wow like koreans kind of they're kind of chill they're kind of like super cool right now yeah. um which as a uh, korean film buff okay okay let, <laughs> let these hoes know let these motherfucking hoes know homie. i'm actually really excited i mean i don't I, like you asked about k-dramas i don't watch k-dramas anymore 
but they hold a very special place in my heart. Yeah. Also, you studied abroad there. Yeah. This I mean, is, I'm, I'm super excited. This is Pilot excited. Boy's lore. This is deep <laughs> Pilot Boy's lore. People know this. I can write, like, a dissertation on it. Um, but, like, no, seriously, though, I am really excited to see, like, this, like, this interest in Korean cinema media. and media. Because right. I think that there's so much yeah. of it that is really, really good. But, okay, so to speak a little bit about, like, its place and culture so far, let's do, like, one, two minutes about that, and then we can actually talk about the first episode. So, I think it's kind of hilarious that that image that was floating around about Homeboy have sleep or having the show for 10 years and motherfuckers, like, sleeping on him, and then now, it's, now it gets made. I think the intended response is that you're supposed to be like, oh, wow, that's inspirational. But then there's, like, another part of, like, the discourse that's, like, that's not inspirational to me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's very similar to like kind of the discourse when of, of Parasite, which is just like a bunch of smart asses who like think they're like experts on a class lens uh, kind of critique analysis. Yeah, like you know what I mean? Sociological. Like I feel like Marxist socialist yeah. lens. Because when I saw that image, I was just like, oh, like everybody swears they're fucking like. Like a professor who who focused on like class issues, or a professor who wrote like a book. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like philosophy. Everybody swears they're like fucking class philosophers yeah. whenever like media comes up, yeah. and I think that that kind of like sentiment or that uh, reaction to the show is kind of funny. Like it, it is kind of in in the comes with the territory now you know like yeah yeah it's a com- like people feel like oh my gosh like i'm super sophisticated and like super educated for being able to like look and analyze this piece of foreign media yeah. under this lens and but like the question hilarious. i, I want to ask you is what do you think that says about how good or let me let me not add my spin to it but what do you think that says about how these shows are written or like how they're constructed I think it's like shows like these, like hung, like the. What do you mean, like the dystopian kind of show, or no, mean? more like the fact that these these shows or these these movies are so good that they make you feel smart. Mm. They make you feel smart just for like engaging with it, and I think that that's kind of like what people aren't saying about Korean shit. Like when you watch some like wild Korean shit, like. It doesn't always make you feel like smart, but you're you're what you're like engaged deeply in like different ways, you know. Like because you know Korean Korean uh, media ranges from a bunch of different topics, but I feel like something specifically about Parasite was like, like I don't know, like there's like it does coincide with kind of this social media class consciousness, and I feel like that is kind of been the trend for successful korean media and i think that this falls in line with that Mm -hmm. because it's like oh like now i have like a class consciousness critique Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. i think that just speaks to like how good these shows are like written and like how interested they are in glass it's also and i think the way that parasite also influenced it not necessarily like the show itself but its popularity is that like people were just more interested in Bong Joon-ho in general too. Because Bong Joon-ho's project has been to talk about and explore classism 
in different like ways. It is not like I think people think of it as like synonymous with Korean media in general. Right. So what did you think of the first episode? I thought it was so great. I thought it was super engaging. Yeah. Um, I feel like an anime. Is, yeah, it feels so much like an anime. Yeah. And like, I think that's also that's also kind of like conversation with anime too. That a lot of like weebs feel really smart watching like Neon Genesis. Yeah. It's like there's certain shows that like but it, it's just an anime or like right. it's just a show like overall though like squid game super entertaining but it like it's entertaining without the discourse yeah like it's just a good show like yeah it's like super fun to watch i i, I this is why i wanted to jump into the the like act actually talking about like the meat of the show because like this shit doesn't mean anything to the like the actual story like it's just good on its own like these people who online being hilarious because they're having expected reactions um they're like pseudo philosophers and yeah i don't think that 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 has any bearing on like how good the, the show actually is yeah. and i agree i think that the first episode is like really strong like it feel it brings you into the world real quick like it kind of reminds me of old boy when like you know he gets locked up gets and then it's like some uh what is that like battle royale shit yeah and it's just like a fun ass show. Like it's easy to get into, the easy to like pop. understand the consequences. Like they do a really good job at establishing what will happen if you don't participate in the shit. Like there's that moment where you realize that this shit is not a game. Mm-hmm. Like it is a game, but also you'll die. Mm-hmm. And Super strong. For yeah. The first episode. Like uh, it's everything out in the open. You also get so much about the characters. Like you understand that right away. The story that you watch is not the only story. Like, you know, like the fact that he owes, he has like big gambling debts or like he lost and bet it all and he's here because he has debts. We understand with the story that we see, we understand is we understand is just a part of like every single participant in the in these games had this has the same story. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's kind of a what is it, like a one one for all uh, one is like a yeah. There you go. What did you think of uh, Homeboy from uh, Train to Busan? He's such a hottie. He's a hottie. I'm like, I I think that's another thing that reminds me of Old Boy. Like, the hottie is a bad guy. Yeah. Um, He was hot. The bad guy in Old Boy is hot. Yeah. But so is the main guy. (laughs) (laughs) Not as hot as the bad guy. Like, classically hot. Yeah, Train to Busan Homeboy is hot as hell. Yeah um super hottie i'm excited that he's in this yeah it also just like it's a cool little world like it's some mystery shit you don't know what the fuck is going on you're fish out of water but also like there's a bunch of people here and like you you know there's gonna be characters which is why it feels very anime like Mm -hmm. tournament game shit you Mm -hmm. know but i'm excited i'm i'm all in i can't wait to finish it i can't wait to finish this podcast to go watch it after yeah i'm excited yeah i'm just so impressed yeah with it it's like the production value is really good everything feels like so clean yeah um and like the colors pop which is why it like makes it feel like it's like a com- like from a comic book yeah or like a manga or something and the music is you know? so good it's so good it's so good so good and that little girl's kind of iconic like i, I already feel like it's kind of iconic yeah but also, I think, like, you can tell when a show hits 
And I mean, that's also why I compare it to Parasite, because like, it's so it's like you it's like ubiquitous almost, you know, like mm-hmm. so many people are talking about it, like from so many different like walks of life. Yeah, it's just it's such a it's it's a simple story. Yeah, it is a simple story, and the way that it is paced in the first episode makes us want to it. It's like a dull hunger game. Yeah, but it makes us feel like we're there. Like, it yeah. makes us feel like, oh, my gosh, like, we could easily be one of those contestants and, like, die. Yeah. Or, um, like, we're all fucking broke. Yeah. And we owe people money. <laughs> so, I, I think it's, it's – I think they accomplished something really cool that, like, so many people are able to identify with this and, like, and be excited for the show. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm I excited for, like, the future. What would you what would you rate this? Um, a four point five. Whoa, that's pretty big. That's pretty high. I know. I think it was like I, I thought it was like a great first episode. I would agree. I would I would go four point five as well. I think that it's it's got like a strong premise. It's got like interesting characters, and like I think it looks good too. You know, mm-hmm. like it's it's just it's just like an event. That's what it feels like, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're you're like in, engrossed in this world where like there's a lot of consequences for for anything. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm gonna keep watching it. Yeah, I'm excited to keep watching it. All right. So the next show we're doing is The Chair with Sandra O. What did you think of this? Let's just do. We can do a quick rundown of this one. It's just basically like uh, this new professor becomes the English chair and she's. Like she's she's fighting for this group who are kind of old, yeah, and kind of like incompetent. It's and like kind a small of like, liberal arts right. English department that is underfunded, and she's like the first woman of color to ever be chair of the department. Yeah, so she has a lot of writing on this, but also, uh, but she's also writing a lot. On this. I'm sorry, go ahead. Um, I was trying to make an English joke. Wow. But also, the odds are stacked against her because Cause who, of what cares, you just who mentioned. cares about the English department? Yeah. But also because they're all so old and, like, the one person who's, like, sexy is, like, <laughs> kind of a drunk. You know, like... Who's gr- a grieving father. Yeah. But or also, like... A widower. By sexy, I mean, like, he's got, like, a following. Like, yeah. he's he's... And he's sexy. He's like an attractive. I don't know if he's sexy. I mean, in the show, he's supposed to be sexy. Yeah. What did you think of this first episode, brother? I thought it was sweet. Yeah. <laughs> it was cute. Yeah, my <laughs> voice went up a lot, but I thought it was a. I thought it was a, sh- a sweet. Yeah. I thought it was a sweet show. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious to watch it. I. I, I don't. I never got the sense that this was gonna go. It feels like a short story. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, who knows? Like, you, they can end up doing, like, some wild shit. I, I thought Ted Lasso was not going to be able to do anything aside from, like, the sports thing. And it's, yeah. it's like, one of the greatest shows right now. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that, like, people are saying that The Chair is Netflix's answer to Ted Lasso. That's why I brought it up. Um, I know, but I said that to you. In confidence. Yeah, that was that was my point that I made up right now. Thanks. Yeah. Well, uh, I it's, it was like a sweet show. Yeah. I, kind it of, didn't really stand out. Yeah. Like I might, I might watch it if like I don't have anything else. But yeah, 
it was fine. It was cool. Like I, I was, I was never like not entertained technically. Mm-hmm. You know, I like I'm rooting for Sandra. Like, yeah, I like seeing her on screen. It I feel feels like, like an indie movie though. Yes, it right? feels very much like an indie movie. It's like a. Like, it just feels like her dealing with, like, this very specific thing. Mm-hmm. But I, like, I'm I'm looking forward to I feel like I never see her be, like, a... There's a lot of warmth to her character. And I only know, really... Like, I really only know Sandra Oh as, like, Christina... Wait, is her name Christina? I don't remember her name. I don't In Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Like, I only know her because of her role in Grey's Anatomy. She's and a bitch in that, or what? She's, she's pretty cold-hearted. Um, like a cold-hearted, like go-getter type. I mean, she changes or whatever. Gotcha. But uh, that's how I imagine her. And so this time around, like in this character, I like, oh my god, like Sandra Oh is like she can be warm and inviting and empathetic. Gotcha. I don't think she's pathetic in this. Empathetic. Empathetic. Yeah, she's empathetic. I don't think she's pathetic at all. But I do think that she's very empathetic. Go on. But yeah, tell me more about how you think Sandra Oh is pathetic. Wow. Can't believe that. After we just talked about, you know, how Koreans are on top of the world. And wow, can't believe <laughs> it right now. Bashing. Can't believe bashing you. Her. Um, I'm a hater. What would you rate this? Uh, give it a three. Okay. Yeah, I would say about the same. I think like, it was fine. It was like a it fine first episode. It feels like a Netflix show, though, yeah. for sure. You know? Yeah. Like, like there is some, like... But I don't even know what that means, bro. Like, you know, like, <laughs> so what does that even Squid mean? Squid Game is an Netflix show. Like, I feel like I got a little bit of elements in terms of, like, kind of, like, the dry humor of maybe, like, dead to me. But I don't know. Like, it, it there's something about it that feels like a Netflix show. I just can't put my finger on it. I think it's a gloominess. I yeah. think it's kind of, like, overcast. I feel like a lot of shows on Netflix are overcast Yeah, when they're maybe. dramas. Maybe. I feel like sex sex education is always kind of overcast for some mm. reason. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of remi- like that, like that general, like kind of like a grayish yeah. uh, filter right. on everything. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of I can, weird. I get what you're saying. Uh, but I think it that's supposed to add texture to like the small liberal arts college. Yeah. yeah I mean, type. I think they did create like the, like I was in, I was rooting for them, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, even the the old late, like, there's going to be, like, a lot of, like, old people, like, still being, like, or still, like, finding new ways to, like, market yeah. their, what, their classes or whatever. Old like, people modernizing, shit. getting hip. Yeah. um, Learning new things. I mean, but, like, it does, it does feel like there's going to, like, they're going to tackle a lot of, like, the sex, like, the innate sexism and racism of, like. Yeah. Higher education yes. and academia. Yeah, I mean, there were like hints of it. I don't know how deep they're gonna go, but I mean, like, there's a lot of story there. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm interested to see where it goes, but I, generally, I think it's kind of a three. At least the pilot was. Yeah. It was just kind of fine. It was fine. Yeah. It was it was kind of slow, but that's kind of what they're the going territory. for. I think. Yeah, which is why the indie movie thing. Yeah. What about Murders in the Building, the new Hulu show starring Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez? Oh, yeah. Miss Latinx I, queen. You know, I thought that there was... It started off really strong, and I really liked the first episode, uh, or, like, the first beginning part, where, like, 
it was just funny. Like it was Steve Martin like talking to some guy about like somebody dying. Oh, yeah. Right. It was like I was like I was like LOLing hard. Um, you were LMAOing. But then I feel like towards the last half of the or the last like maybe like third of the third act or whatever, uh, there was like a scene where Martin Short was talking to his son. And he was like trying to borrow money, I think. Yeah. And I was like, "There's no way these guys are in the same just room." Took you like, out. it took me out so hard. Where I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, I couldn't even believe that the stand-in who they got, you know, it, it looked nothing <laughs> like him. I was like, "This shit. What? What am I watching?" Yeah. They're deaf. I mean, it, for sure, probably some COVID like shooting. Yeah. But or but it was me. distracting. It was distracting for me. But it was fine. Like I, I, I f- it feels very to me, uh, bored to death. The HBO show, mm. which is kind of like he just becomes like a PI. But this one is like more modern for the like internet, uh, true crime sleuths mm-hmm. kind of thing or podcast sleuths. Yeah, it feels like um, amateur sleuths. Yeah, it, it reminds me. Well, one, if like the chair feels like a Netflix show, I think. Only murders in the building feels like a Hulu show, mm. um, or like an ABC, an ABC show. Yeah, I could see. You ABC. know what I mean? Like, it's it's supposed to be on at like eight p.m. on a Tuesday night, kind of thing. You know? Yeah, there's there's something kind of like there's like a cheapness about it. I also like I don't I, I whatever cancel me, but. I don't give a fuck about Selena Gomez, dude. Like, she's not a good actress, performer, whatever. She's she's kind of boring. Yeah, I feel like it's like a disservice. And she to talks like... with her teeth now. <laughs> yeah, she's almost like uh, Zoe Deschanel, but it sounds like she has dentures. Right, like it's like a deep voice though. Well, well, like, well oh, I don't know well, what's going to on. The podcasts. I don't know what's going on. You know. Yeah, um, she has dentures in right. Yeah, like the top teeth, her top teeth. Yeah. Uh, it's a disservice to like the comedic actors that are there. Oh, th- they're the best part. They're the best part. Absolutely and, like, the best. Why part. is she there? She's literally like it just feels like she's kind of like this like wall, yeah, like empty space, like, or just she's just taking up space. Like I think them. I think seeing her and like kind of do the like the disinterested girl thing just shows like. That not everybody can be Aubrey Plaza, you know? Like, <laughs> I, I just, no, she's I, giving nothing. I know? don't think that she is playing Aubrey Plaza. I know she's not, but she's playing, like, kind of, like, the too cool to be here girl. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. She's giving nothing. Like, I just am not interested in her at all. Like, there's so many other people that they've been gotten that would have been more interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. But overall, like, pretty solid. I'd, I'd give it, like... Maybe like a three point five, but I I think it's all like being carried by Martin Short and Steve Martin because they they're genuinely funny even in in old age like yeah. they still got it they're they're great um, and if I were to keep watching it because of them yeah I I want to keep watching because of them yeah but yeah like it just feels kind of like or how to like it feels very Shondaland mm. kind of you know like but like domestic Shonda yeah like right? v- like. Family friendly Shonda, maybe. Do you think that they're trying to do search party? I just thought of this right now. It doesn't feel as dark. No, but it feels like it's 
could be. It could be. Maybe. Maybe it was just a bad first episode. But like, I mean, no, but they haven't it. gotten to the point where they are involved with the actual crime because that's where it feels like it's heading. It feels like mm-hmm. it's heading towards them actually being involved with this whole shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the premise of the show is just like three people who live in the same building and then there's a murder and they're all podcast fans of a true crime show. They so they all get involved and they start a podcast. It's a pretty lame premise. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, like it. I feel like it could have been pulled off if they had better talent. Oh, it's Selena Gomez <laughs> instead of Selena Gomez, or like someone who just would have done something interesting. Because, like, I, yeah, on paper it doesn't sound great. Yeah, it's just I feel like the personalities don't me- like. She's supposed to be like the modern, yeah, like mystery kind of standoffish girl but there's nothing really like i I didn't find her like a cool girl she just was there Mm. do you think she was a cool girl i thought that she was just like the uninterested young person Mm. which is always aubrey plaza in like everything you know what i mean yeah not anymore i don't think she's like the young i mean yeah not anymore but that was her career for a while and i feel like not every not everybody's got it. It's true. You know? Uh yeah, I'd rate this three point five. Would you rate this? Yeah, same. I I think it's kind of funny, like yeah. the premise in general, like playing up on like if if we get making fun of fans in a way. Yeah. Like, true crime fans. If we get more of like the humor in like the first two three minutes, then this show would be great. Because mm-hmm. I was like actually laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I want it to be more more of the first five minutes of the show and less of the last 15 minutes of the show. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Nine Perfect Strangers, the new Hulu show with a fucking stacked ass cast. So many people. So many fucking people. Is it Hulu? Yeah, it is. Bobby Candavalli, Nicole. Bobby Candle Valley, Nicole Kidman, Melissa McCarthy, fucking the guy from The Hobbit, Luke Evans, Manny Jacinto, what's her name? Regina, Regina Hall's in this. Yeah, it's just like a stacked ass cast about like this retreat that this like super wellness retreat, this super guru wellness person invites, handpicks these people to come and. They all have like their own personal whatever. This feel I mean, I think the closest thing that this feels like is White Lotus because mm-hmm. it just happened. But I don't think that this is as interesting as White Lotus, or I don't think that it's it's got the same like style as White Lotus. Yeah, White Lotus I feel like is like a dark comedy. Yeah, this is not a comedy. This is yeah, a drama. This is more of a drama. But I think that the drama of White Lotus is just as good as it's gripping it's pretty gripping <laughs> you know uh this one's i think because of the stack cast it's got that gorilla like... grip <laughs> this one no white lotus oh oh, oh. it's got like that gorilla grip mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was very gripping yeah but anyway what did you think of the first episode of nine poific strangers it was good it was well paced i think it was entertaining it, yeah like you know it is it, it, it 
it is very like textbook first episode. Especially for these kinds, where yeah. like there is a mysterious person, and once you meet the mysterious person, they're gonna have some insight about you yeah. that you've never heard before. How would you know that? How would you know that? How would you know that? You know, like it's it's very much following in line with that kind of like bring a group of people and like a put a group of people in a situation where like they're not supposed to be and it's uncomfortable. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, Hunger Games. Battle Royale, <laughs> you know, like these are all all those. Yeah, like let's let's see where these personality, how these yeah, personalities. Yeah, I mean this interact. this is basically Squid Games, but for like rich people who like who drink, don't die, maybe. drink like juice or some shit. Oh know? no, they do die. That's what that's what happens. Yeah, I mean, I oh yeah, and her whole thing is that she died. Yeah, but she's still alive in this bitch. You know, she got a new lease on life. Yeah, she does look like a fucking ghost in this though. It's terrifying. Holy shit, she's pretty terrifying. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Like, I think it's pretty. It's a, It's interesting. It's just the first episode wasn't very like, um, eventful. amazing or eventful. Yeah, it was just textbook. It was just like, like laying the ground mm-hmm. and like putting the characters at the place. Yeah, which is which is fine. And like dealing with personalities. Yeah, and, like I because mean, it's such a talented cast, though. Obviously, the show will probably be great. Yeah. Um, maybe not great, but it would be pretty watchable because of so many well people. acted at least yeah for sure yeah I, I think i'm interested to see what the show even is but yeah i don't know i feel like the first episode could have like teased a little bit of like what's to come a little better and i don't think that it really did all that well for me at least yeah like give us a little bit more intrigue yeah besides like whoa strangers in a strange land yeah what would, what was your favorite part of this? Of the first episode mm-hmm. that we watched together. Just dealing with the personalities, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't think like, I had a favorite yeah, bit. That is true. I don't know if it's that memorable, the first episode. At least. Yeah. Like, it's just like everybody's kind of annoying. Yeah. Even like. Oh, yeah, Michael like, Shannon is in this. Yes. He's my favorite part of this. I think he's the best part of this. Because he he's like obviously like, <laughs> yeah, he's obviously like, he's a dad. yeah, you rich ass fools, like you don't appreciate this shit. But I'm fucking, I'm like, relaxing. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna enjoy this. I'm relaxing out here. <laughs> he's like the only one that's like trying to have a good time, I guess. Yeah. Um, and even then, it seems like a little like he's such a dad. Yeah, he's like the dad in this, but like a respectable dad, you know. Uh, he seems like a respectable. I mean, dad. he's like he makes dad jokes and he. He embarrasses you, I feel. He's a type to embarrass you. Yeah, but he's... Respectful. I felt embarrassed when he was talking but to like the he'd, couple. But, like, he'd, like, wear the shit out of some sandals and, like, cook barbecue. And his little cargo shorts. You know? Yeah. Like, he knows how to fish. And he can teach me that. <laughs> you know? That's what My, you Michael Shannon is the shit. How dare you fucking... Um, yeah, I mean, like, I guess, like, my favorite part was seeing all of them come together. <laughs> Yeah, like the round circles. Yeah, yeah, that was like a good. Where she's scene. like, "You thought you had power." <laughs> yeah, that's the direct line. That uh, that was actually a clip of Nicole Kidman saying. Oh, Nicole Kidman just walked in the room and performed that. Oh, oh no, she's even. she's staring at us. Oh my! God. Oh no, we're gonna turn to stone. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd go maybe like three and a half, three point eight or something. Like I feel like it. It's not bad, but it could have had like a better hook. Yeah, I think. I think the cleanness of everything kind of reminds like they're not 
the same at all. But I think, like, the the subject matter of, like, this, like, new age wellness kind of thing reminds mm-hmm. me of Made for Love. Yeah. You know, like... But that one was way more interesting, I think. Uh, yeah. It was also... It was also a dark comedy. Yeah. Um... What we're saying is that there should be more, everything should be more of a dark comedy. Yeah, there should be comedy and Don't everything. Don't take yourself so fucking seriously. Guys. Yeah, but you know what I mean, like this, like exploring how these. It it feels like a horror movie in some ways, but not really. Uh, the I guess the premise kind of sounds like a horror movie, but not really. Also, I don't think there's anything to suggest this because gonna be of horror. Nicole Kidman. She I just, just feel like it's going to be like some like heartbreaking emotional shit. Yeah. You don't think so? I mean, I'm a thriller, maybe. Mm. Like a psychological thriller. You think she's going to be like some crazy lady? Yeah. Like a cult type thing? No? Yeah. Doesn't it feel kind of like the way they talk about her? Like she's like this legend and everything is shrouded in mystery and like everything is intentional. It seems kind of culty. But I like I'm intrigued. I kind of want to keep watching. Yeah. I feel like just uh, because of the cast, you can't not watch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I give it a 3.5. It was a fine first episode. Yeah. I agree. Let's move on to the last one. Scenes of a Marriage? Scenes from a yes. Marriage? Yeah. So, Scenes from a Marriage is a new HBO Max miniseries based on the Igmar Bergman. Mm-hmm. Based on the Igmar Berman movie of the same name or something? For the cinema buffs out there. Yeah. For the Korean fans out there. <laughs> for the Korean movie fans. <laughs> Uh yes, welcome. Now that we, now that you like Korean cinema, we know that you like this movie too. Obviously, you've watched this. You've obviously watched this. You've obviously watched the other one where Death plays chess with some guy. Yeah. What's that obviously. one? Like Seventh fourth seal. fourth horse, horseman or something. <laughs> um, what did you think of this one? Acting. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Oh, let me play that clip real quick. This is what I feel about the show. About this eight. is. I think that this sums, sums up, up the show. You thought I was asleep, didn't you? Acting. Thank you, Sir Patrick Stewart. Wow, what a um, legend. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that if you act this good, I don't even give a fuck what the story's about. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, if Malcolm Marie was this good, like, if they were this good at acting... I mean, not not to shit on them, but like, <laughs> if the acting was this good, or maybe the writing has a lot to do with it. But if the acting was this good, I don't, I don't really need like an amazing story. Like yeah. just just them interacting with each other, you get so much. Yeah, it's so precise in the way like these foods act mm-hmm. right from the beginning. And I think like the structure of the episode is pretty interesting too. Yeah. So like the opening scene. So the the first episode is basically just like. Uh, a, a married couple one of them Oscar Isaac is a professor and he agrees to like do the study with his wife and they interview them but the first scene enter Jessica Chastain surrounded by PA assistants yeah. and stylists handing her various props she drinks some coffee or like some water and then she like gives a bottle she takes her earpiece out all right, no, that's enough. That's camera enough of that. Roll. <laughs> and, then, and then camera roll. And then she's like in the moment reading this card, right? And you kind of forget about it when you're watching it. You kind of forget that she read this 
she had this piece of information that she read and that that's kind of informing everything about how she reacts to the questions because basically the question oh, she's reading her phone she's on her phone oh okay it was whatever she was reading the new whatever news she gets which you find out later was affecting her answers even though mm-hmm. when you're watching it you think that it's the questions which i think that that's how good the show is, is you never really know which which one is causing what mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah, she's obviously pensive. Something is on her mind, um, and she's worried. Yes, but we don't know what she's worried about, and we don't know. But she also has to deal with the fact that, like, they're asking invasive as motherfucking questions. Mm-hmm. Like, what did you? What did your shit look like the other day? You know, like it's yeah. it's some wild stuff. And like, also, the reality is like, it says a lot about the couple. I yes. think it is such. I mean, to have it open up that way, like the episode open up that way. Where it's like this act, like Jessica Chastain, the actress, playing a role, plays the role, and then the episode starts immediately. Like we're just taken, transported to this like lovely suburban home. Yeah, um, it's interesting because like every it makes everything into a performance. Like everything we're watching is a performance. Well, then you start to think about like whether or not what we just watched was diegetic in terms of like did it come from this or is it like. I mean, I think it's 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 supposed to be a metaphor, but also, mm-hmm. like, it's a choice, right? Yeah. It's, like, an artistic choice. I wonder if the original started off that way, too. Mm, maybe. Maybe that's... Like, if, like, that's... I don't know, you know? Yeah. Um, But, but I think it's, an inter- it's such an interesting choice. Yes. And then they basically, like, go and have, like, dinner with uh, Homeboy. <laughs> what is his name? What's Corey Stoll? That's, that's the... Something Stoll? That's yeah. the bald dude, right? Yeah, from House of Cards. No. From, he was junior. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have the makings of a varsity athlete. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Many Saints was cool too, by the way. But, you know, basically, like, they, they could go to dinner and, like, they kind of... It's kind of interesting the way that, like, couples interact in general in this world. Mm-hmm. It's so goddamn intimate. Um, and then they kind of debrief about like the dinner that they have. And then you get to see kind of like her release this like tension that she had. Yeah. Um, from and she's been the- keeping this yes. all day. And you basically find out that she's been pregnant. And at the end of the episode, it's them kind of dealing with that, that situation. Mm-hmm. But there's so many moments where like all you have to do is just see these motherfuckers like experience a small bit of remorse in a hospital and like you're moved you're You're crushed like yeah it's crushing it like i think one of the things that we talked about when we first talked about this was i felt bad the most for oscar isaac and i think it's because of that like subtle intimacy of the show because he's in the situation where so Basically, like, the the final kind of point of the first episode is that she decides to have an abortion or to take the morning after pill or something, right? Or, like, a she takes an abortion. She she has an abortion, right? And the context for that is that Oscar Isaac's character really wanted to have another kid. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that it's kind of the clash of, like, what he knows conceptually as, like, an academic and like respecting people but also like in his heart he still wants another kid yeah and he it, it's implied that like they've talked about it already and like this is something that they came together to, to, this decision together but 
ultimately, it is ultimate. Uh, ultimately, I think it's Jessica Chastain's choice, you know, rightfully so. And I think that that quiet kind of like resignation, resignation, but also like acceptance of what it is. It's like I thought it was very moving. Like, you know, it's it's something that he that both of the characters like experience alone almost because mm-hmm. she decides she's just like, oh, I need a moment. Yeah. After taking the, the, the pill. Yeah. I don't know. I just think like regardless of what you think of like any of the politics, it's like they're able to communicate so much with very little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Like, yes, the writing is good, but it's their facial expressions. Yeah. Like those like those Small moments of silence. Or like I think it's like the right beats of like to show how like defeated he is or like. Or like to stare off into the like the abyss or like to stare off into the distance and like you see that resignation. Form. Yeah. And I think like it's 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 those moments that like show or, or I guess really sell that they are married, you know, that they're a real couple. They feel like a real couple. Right. Like it's like it's just a look, but like. It's just a look, but it means a lot. Like, it's like they almost had a whole conversation. Yeah. It's like a masterclass in communicating emotion through facial expressions, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say about the show specifically? Because I have a question that's outside of it a little bit. Oh, well, I mean, I, I think it, it's just great is is all that I want to say. I feel like it's going to be it's going to be crushing, though. Yeah. Like, it's going to be heavy. Yeah, like, I feel but like I'm, I'm going to be sad here for the it. whole time. Like, it, it is Marriage Story, the show, or, like, you know, if you want a better frame of reference, it is that scene where Tony Soprano and Carmela, you know, go Duke at it, it and she's like, what? What are you going to say? What are you going to say, Tony? Mm-hmm. Is that nailed good? it. You nailed it. That's oh, my good, gosh. Right? Edie Falco. It's, hello, it's me. Nicole Kidman and Edie Falco? We're both wow. here on the podcast. Hello. Wow. It is, it is us. Um, <laughs> I want to ask you what do you think about marriage right now in the u.s like like what does it say seems about like the marriage? girlies are like not interested right now you know what i mean like like ew marriage like What's everybody's that? just like you know this is failing right now <laughs> i yeah i think it does reflect like anxieties mm. that are like happening now and they've probably been happening for a while but yeah. like i mean even like during the pandemic like I feel like a lot of families got started during the pandemic. And a and, lot of them ended. Yeah. Because <laughs> of the divorce rates that we haven't calculated yet. Mm, it's true. I Yeah, I just feel like this is kind of what we're interested in watching right now. Like, it is a larger conversation. Yeah, nobody wants to see a fucking happy marriage. Suck my ass, you know? <laughs> like, we want to see you disintegrate in front of us. Yeah, like, we want to feel like it feels raw. And like, like it's lived in. Yeah. Um. Even down to like the house, like the details of the house and the way that it's filmed, and like this is their home. But also like the, the he's like the or she's the breadwinner because mm-hmm. that's that's part of the study. That's the reason why they're studying them. I think the thesis was that marriages where the wife is success, like has a or like a successful a career and is a breadwinner are more likely to last longer. Yeah. Anything else about the show? Like Yeah, like I guess like to continue with 
the like the idea of marriage. I think we're like kind of just really interested in like watching a real marriage instead of like a sitcom marriage. Yeah. I, I don't think, I think, as well. I think we're kind of tired of like the sitcom marriage and we want to feel things when we watch people interact with each other. Yeah. I mean, the, the Sopranos is really ahead of the game here. You know, like yeah. we want to see marriages fall apart. It's <laughs> more interesting. More, I mean, more likely than not, marriages fall apart. Yeah. But I like also, I, you know, to give the Sopranos credit again, you know, because it's so underrated. It's it really saw that it really saw the it really does capture the increasing divorce rates. You know, mm-hmm. it, it captures kind of the unsettling nature of marriages yeah. sometimes. But we don't even know if they're going to break up. No, we uh, don't. We don't know if this marriage is going to fall apart, which is also like. But I think that that's how crucial it feels to watch the first episode where it could go. It's so volatile and so emotionally unstable that like they could be serial killers by the end of this, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it speaks to like uh, Jessica Chastain's character. She said that like marriage is an equilibrium. E- yeah. Equilibrium. Equilibrium. E- it's a quill-librium. Uh-huh. Anyway, and that's kind of like what the show is, is like banking on, I guess. That yeah. like these little, mo- it is about making, like marriage overall is about making these sacrifices for each other. Yeah. And making these, like, being resigned a lot of the time, like, when it comes to, like, these big decisions. Yeah. Because you have to think about your, not just yourself and what you want, but you have to think about your partner. Yeah. And, like, what does that mean for them? Right. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I think that this one just, like, really shines with the, like, sharpness of just language and, like character interactions like it's not necessarily like it's gonna be like a a crazy story it's just like about like watching people exist that feels real Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. what did you think of the fact that (laughs) maybe we should talk about this but maybe we should (laughs) why was oscar isaac jewish and not latino in this what's up with that strange right a little weird weird like yeah i mean you could be latino and jewish I mean, the thing but about why the, not? the thing about that fool is that historically he he doesn't really he's not always Latino in the stuff that he comes in. He's racially ambiguous, yeah, Eth- ethnically ambiguous. But they could have made his ass like Latino. I feel like that would have made more sense. Yeah, just in terms of like demographics yeah. in the U.S. I guess they're like in somewhere else, but in Boston. Like it's not unreal for him to be a Latino. Yeah. I guess it's harder to believe that he's well, like the a that, Latino professor in academia. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not unlike it's very not unlikely at all. Like there's a bunch of them. But what all right, let's close out. What do you what would you rate this? It was a great episode. I mean, but it's a mini series, right? Yes. 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 It feels like a mini series. I I mean for the acting alone, I'd give it a four point yeah it just it's so like it is enthralling watching them act um like i'm just like wow this is this is this is amazing i also think it's like you know like at this point actors like high profile actors do tv pretty casually like 
even this fool Oscar Isaac has done TV before. Like he was in uh, Not a Hero or something, which was that David Simon. Mm. Uh, oh, Show Me a Hero. Show Me a Hero. Um, so like, you know, I it feels seamless between like a show and a film. This one at least, like it feels very much like a film, which obviously because it's adapted from one, but. You know, I think that this, it really does feel like a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's not, it doesn't feel like a TV show to me. Yeah, I agree. It feels like cinema. Yeah. It's, it's a great, it's a great show to watch. What do you think of, of their, like, sexual chemistry? There's something know. kind of, like, asexual about them. I don't, as I a don't, couple. I don't think so yet. Well, I yes, a little bit because I think that's the way Oscar Isaac's character, or no, actually, was it Jessica Chastain's character? One of them was like kind of like I don't want to do this right now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, cause I, I think it's because like she was pregnant. Yeah, like weird. Right, but also like more like uh, I don't know. I guess so. Well, we know that Jessica Chastain's character. Might be bi curious, which is something we didn't talk about. Yeah, that was an that was interesting really scene. Yeah, I mean it's weird, but also like, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, like, I mean, you you're telling me that that not might break that might not break up or suggest that they're gonna I break think up. Like you know, it like, shows. I think more than anything, it shows how passive she is about a lot of things. Mm. That like she didn't blow up. Like, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think I would necessarily blow up. But that's kind of like an invasion for me, like my friend just leaning in and kissing me. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, like, no, it was nothing. It was nothing. It's fine. You're drunk. It's fine. It's not a thing. Yeah. Forget about it. Nothing happened. Like her being passive about yeah, it. Yeah. Like it, it was just like this stuff happened to her. Yeah. Um, Felt really passive to me. And I think that she says a lot about her as a person. Yeah. And it, I, I don't know. Like she's also like this big like tech businesswoman, but when it comes to her personal relationships, she seems pretty passive about a lot of things. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that that's kind of everything I wanted to say about the show. Did you want to cover anything else? Uh, no, that's it. What did we say? 4.5? 4.5. All right. Uh, Squid Game, how long does it go? One season. One season? I don't, you think is it's, it gonna... a, it's not a... It's a it's, it is the number one show worldwide. I mean, maybe it'll be a few seasons. But it just doesn't seem like one of those, like... I feel like this shit can go on forever. Yeah? Like, I feel like it's that rich in the first episode where, like, you don't know how deep the rabbit hole goes. Hmm. Is it is it a miniseries? I thought it was going to be... It doesn't feel like it's going to be a miniseries. Well, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, it could go on for, like, four seasons. I feel like Nine Perfect Strangers, for sure, a miniseries. Um... Scenes from a marriage miniseries. The chair should have, I think, it could have done better as a miniseries. Yeah. Because that way it feels like they have more of a destination. Mm-hmm. But it's probably not, right? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, maybe they shake it up. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Um, And then scenes from a murder or murders Only in murders the building. In the building. That one, I say two seasons. Yeah, same. Yeah. Maybe three. I didn't really like that one. 
much. Yeah. That was the weakest on the it list. Just, it also feels kind of late at yeah. this point. Like, as like you would expect this to happen right after Serial dropped. Like in 2015, 2014. Yeah. But I guess it, that was back. Like, it, it feels like even like a little... I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess you can't say that anymore because people start podcast... People start podcasts every day. But I feel like the height of the true crime podcast was a few years ago but the fuck do i know i don't listen to that shit i don't yeah. keep up with like the, the statistics people still love it you know i'm sure that it's like timeless now i don't think it'll ever go away um yeah and i think that that's it that we're done that's all baby mm-hmm. thanks it. for listening to pilot boys yeah watch more tv yeah. watch more korean cinema we'll be back next week with <laughs> foundation the new isaac lee asimov. pace isaac asimov they collabed on this together <laughs> uh, <laughs> imagine lee pace like a famous speaking sci-fi of author. I- isaac asimov i haven't had a chance to talk about this but i love that fucking episode of mythic quest season two with mm. uh the old guy who wins a nebula award it's so it's such a good like piece of television also Season one with uh, the Jake Johnson and Kristen Milotti episode. Mm-hmm. Really good TV. I'm, I've been impressed with Mythic Quest. I mean, like, there's some bad shit in that show, but overall, a I great think it's show. like enjoyable, yeah. uh, really enjoyable, really easy to get into. I yeah. feel like it does hit that line of like straddle that line of like it's always sunny and Silicon Valley. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening, you fucking losers. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Peace, nerds. Bye. Thanks for listening, nerds. Peace.